You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome to the Friday edition of Cards to the Moon. This is episode 194, and my name is Clark from 5cardguys.com, and you can find me on Instagram, at 5cardguys. With me hosting, as usual, is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards, and John, who is Trade You at Recess, both on IG as well. All right, off the top, we can't seem to get enough of the 2024 Top Series 1, because there are so many surprises coming out of this set, and... The most recent one I just saw is that there's a special SSP card featuring Shohei Otani in his Dodgers uniform, as well as Juan Soto in his Yankees uniform. So uh, the respective new teams going into the 2024 season, of course. And I believe both these Otani and Soto SSP cards are already listed if you mm. check them out on eBay for a few thousand dollars. So. Crazy. That is crazy. Uh, initial thoughts, you know, do you like these cards? Um, and, and even if they're uniforms, I, I want you to think about this. You know, it's photoshopped, right? Because they haven't right. played played uh, a game with their new teams. And, you know, I, some people feel a certain way about them. We, so we've we've accepted that fact, right? That photoshop, like, I mean, that's pretty common in like Bowman Chrome autos and stuff. It's always been kind of the case. I mean, right. Um, I think it's cool regardless. You know, I think um, what maybe Fanatics is trying to do is bring relevance to a first-year player's like uniform, for instance. So Otani is actually not even in the set list in Series 1. So mm, this is great. his only card, which is like a short print. And the interesting thing about this is um, I, I believe his is um, num- like number 250 in the set. Which is, if you look at number 250, it's Mookie Betts. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. But then Soto's card, he has a number 50 in a Padres uniform. And then Mm -hmm. his variation is number 50, the card. But then the the code is stamped all as base cards, right? I'm guessing these are super, super, super short printed. Like SSS. Mm, another s <laughs> yeah an extra s right. i would say because yeah. i i think the ssp is probably around a 300 print run i would think that there's way less than that just just what i see from what's out there and what's available there's really not none for sale there's like two or three otanis that are ridiculously priced and then right. uh they have one soda on auction right now with eight days gone so we'll we'll know what it's uh truly worth in the hype, mm-hmm. but I like them. I, I don't, I don't mind them at all. I think uh, going back to kind of like a collectible item three, four years down the road, it's like if Soto and Otani make a legacy on their respective teams, that's going to be a cool little card that has massive scarcity, right? If, if you say this is the first, first uniform card of Otani in a Dodgers uniform or Soto in a Yankees uniform. So I don't, I don't mind it, uh, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, uh, I I love it. You guys were you know I was listening to the pod that I missed last week, and you were talking about <clears throat> excuse me the series one and all of the Easter eggs and stuff. And I think this is 
absolutely perfect. Like they hit it out of the park. I, I, I love the idea. You know, when we, when I first started ripping, uh, getting back into it, it was 2019. What's the Luis Robert Bow year? 2019, right? 2020? Yeah. 2020. Oh, Bowman? No, no, just Topps Chrome. Uh, Topps Chrome, 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. And I remember, you know, we were talking about Mookie Betts, first time in a Dodgers uniform, and we're like, hey, this card could have potential. You know, it's Mookie, it's his first. Mm, right. And it ends up being a little lackluster or not so special because there's just so many different cards of Mookie in a Dodgers uniform. But this one, yes, it's Photoshopped, but it's very clearly the first card in terms of the hobby in their uni- new mm. uniforms and it's a sh- super short print ver- version i think it's super collectible i think it's going to be a big chase for otani soto collectors yankee collectors dodgers collectors so it's it's really really cool i like i l- love the idea i don't know if they purposely meant to uh play off the you know the the first time in a dodgers uniform yankee thing maybe they just wanted to throw it in there i don't know but um Either way, really, really good. Yeah, I, I like it. The only thing I don't like is the price point. You know, <laughs> I'm not oh, gonna pay. Yeah. What's what's it's listed at five thousand five hundred right now for the Shohei? Um, I'm, I'm not sure it's anyone's that's gonna pull the trigger on yeah, that. That's definitely absurd. Yeah, and uh, like Young mentioned, the Yankees Soto card uh, eight days left, but it's at three sixty five. So um, yeah, we'll find out next week what it goes for. But uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, uh, when it was uh, last week's episode with Will, Hyung, and I, we talked about how the base card was surprisingly, you know, for a base card, it looked nice, right? And and I can only imagine seeing these SSSP cards in hand. I'm sure it looks really nice too. So I would love to have it, but not at that price point. Uh, speaking of, you know, the, these players in their new team, their first card in their new team uniforms, uh, there is the first card. We did talk about this when it was kind of rumored, but the first card label on some of these cards, and I believe we know now it's essentially the first print run of of that player. You guys into that or just a gimmick? I, I'm personally not into it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know what I what I feel about it, to be honest. <laughs> like if it, if I pull pulled it, I guess. I would like it. It's one of those things. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, maybe there's future value to it. I know like Otani has like a limited edition top space 700 card in 2018 and has scarcity. So it's like a way lower pop count than his normal base. So I'm sure mm-hmm. some people would in the future pay a premium for something like that. But it's not my cup of tea, I would say. Fair enough. Is this like is this like the Ellie De La Cruz first card? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so what's the difference between this and the Gold Cup and or the rookie? What exactly? Because I'm confused. What exactly is the first card? I think it's just a base card, but it's the first run, like off the printers, and they just label the first card, and then everything else after that is just you know. Oh, your I see. typical base card. Do you so know almost the like run? so almost like a first edition kind of thing within yeah, the, first the edition, same set, right? And I don't think it's that scarce to tell the truth. I'm not sure what the exact print run is. Um, if you know, it could be six six digits in terms of the first card print run, but I don't know. It's something, I guess. 
another chase, another small chase. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind it. It's, it's little gimmicky. Nothing. I don't think it's a big deal. But and I don't, I don't know if it'll really uh, value the card that much more. But yeah, I think it's kind of cool to kind of differentiate this first set of prints versus like a, a you know, a second run of prints or whatever. So yeah, don't mind it. All right, that's fair. Okay, uh, before we go on to our discussion of this episode, I just quickly saw on X that someone pulled a redemption card from a 2024 Top Series 1 Blaster Box, which we talked about in the previous episode, and it happens to be a signed Bobby Wood jersey, which is pretty cool, I think. We were wondering what it would be, so that's one of the signed memorabilia that you can get out of these Blaster Boxes, so I just wanted to bring that up. Okay, let's go on to our discussion, and it's just not one thing we're going to talk about because... There are a bunch of stuff that happened over the past week. And I thought we could just do a kind of a quick rundown of some of these hobby news, hobby happenings. And uh, let's just give our quick hot takes or or initial takes at the very least on, on what we think about um, each of these uh, hobby news items. Okay, so since we're talking about Top Series 1, and we did talk about this before, the Kevin Hart Limited Series number to 52 because he's five foot two inches on the philly cards and and uh i know you guys saw because we were we were sending the links to each other but michael rubin and kevin hart had a facetime chat to follow up on this and and uh yeah just wanted to get your thoughts on on that you know if you had a chuckle and uh john since you missed our episode last week just your quick thoughts on the tops marketing campaign so far um especially for series one man so far i've been uh i've been pretty impressed you know, like the uh, what's his face, Michael Harris going to the the card show, right? Um, that too, yeah. Uh, the packaging on the boxes, this whole Kevin Hart thing, five foot two Philly cards. I think that's yeah. a pretty pretty neat uh, Easter egg. And then the FaceTiming each other that that was first of all, it was pretty. It was really funny. Uh, and second of all, it's just like yeah. the it, it's the perfect. I don't know. I, I they they knocked it out of the park in terms of marketing for Tops product and especially Series One, because um, I think people outside of the hobby, sports fans or people that happen to run across that FaceTime, um, was on Instagram or wherever it was on. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, it could really draw some people in. So I think the the marketing aspect of this, their home run, like they're I, I'm thoroughly impressed. I, I didn't think I would sit here. Because I'm usually a little bit critical to these companies, and and you know, been somewhat hopeful that Fanatics was, is going to really bring it, and and this I've been pretty impressed. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like uh, we talked about it last week, how Fanatics marketing is you know next level. The ability to combine resources, you know, the ability to get you know millions and millions of views on their brand within a couple days. I think it's at 5 million views in two days. To me, Crazy. it's like that that's a win. Like that's at the point, if I'm Michael Rubin, I'm constantly doing stuff like that because that's just brand integrity. That's just building, you know, uh, enormous amounts of generic eyes onto your brand. And mm-hmm. for me, it's not even about sports cards. It's, it's about, you know, Fanatics has multiple ways of monetizing. So they're making... You know, if they have a campaign, marketing campaign that has 5 million views in two two days, that's a very, very successful marketing campaign period for any business. So yeah. uh, Fanatics being the big dog they are, you know, the amount of, you know, ways to sell 
products, um, you know, revenue streams for fanatics. You know, it's genius. They could allocate more money towards utility-based things like, you know, whether it's like that Bobby Witt Jr. blaster jersey. Like those are things that we talked about in previous pods where fanatics can leverage their resources that they have in-house and be able to cross-sell or cross-promote kind of like multiple and multitudes of their products, right? So for me, I'm all for it, like in terms of the business side of things, I think it's genius. You know, it's uh, it's just uh, millions and millions of eyes on on the Fanatics Tops brand. And if you're a hobbyist, honestly, and you, you have rare collectibles, it's a good, it's a good thing. You know, if there's more mm-hmm. people in the marketplace and you happen to hold just rare cards in general, I think it's just a, a, a better marketplace for everyone in terms of, how rare our collectability or our collectibles are, right? So, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Not much more to add. You know, maybe even want to maybe even get one. I was looking on eBay, but oh it is They're about expensive. 300. It's about 300 to 400 bucks. And I don't want to spend that much on a Kevin Hart <laughs> limited. Set. If it was like 50 bucks, I'm like, oh, yeah. I think a lot what? of people are bitter about that. They're like, they, they just can't. <laughs> understand why people are paying this much and again it goes back to if there's utility something yeah, cool right, with right. that 350 dollar second tier market you never know right mm-hmm. maybe there is yeah yeah i wouldn't put it past fanatics at this point all right uh next thing on the list Wemby, victor Wembanyama's this black shimmer prism was pulled his one of one card by a chinese breaker and uh, I believe it was listed on eBay for 500000 I can't find that listing anywhere. I think they might have pulled it down. But it was initially listed for half a mil. But um, if you saw the video, they were you know, recording when they actually pulled it live. And um, it was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess, I guess Let's Go translates into any language. <laughs> and this is screaming into the mic. You know, the exact you know, reaction we, we expect now from breakers. But uh, your, your initial thoughts when you saw that being pulled? I mean, massive, massive card, obviously. It's the biggest chase. Um, I think 500,000 is a little aggressive. But, I mean, if I pulled it, I'd probably list for 500,000 <laughs> right. too. Start there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, start there, see what you get realistically you know a lot of people overpay for stuff like that regardless so i think it's definitely a sell right now while Mm -hmm. while things are hot but i don't know i I think that probably card is maybe 150k uh if someone's willing to pay for that because the black is the true kind of one-on-one i understand like if it was the black one-on-one it would have been like 500k or at least some some person would be paying that right? (laughs) right like that's the next level of collectors that we we always can't justify why they would purchase you know they're on a different level where you know collectability is is big time and Wemby's a big time player so you know it's no different than if it was Luca in my opinion so it's that's the type of news you're getting mm-hmm. right now it's a Luca type you know um big name yep right yeah it, it, it's pretty cool I mean that's being able to see the biggest cards in the world the biggest chases get pulled on camera. I mean, that's that's awesome. I can't nothing more to say about that. I, I you know, I, I would have thought the price would have been probably like a kind of like Young saying maybe around a hundred grand. But I think because the there's that bounty. I don't know. I can't remember who put the bounty out, but a hundred grand for the gold out of ten. So whoever's mm. trying to sell the shimmer, I'm sure they're using that kind of at the, as the baseline and hoping to get you know two hundred, two fifty, or something like that. So 
Either way, cool. Super cool to see it on camera. Guys, a black shimmer and the black one of one. It's a color match, okay? So you got to add a premium to that, right? <laughs> That's so true. it's hobby logic. With the black, it's a shimmer. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's also true. So the black shimmer, the black, and the nebula. Those are the three one of ones, right? Uh, from the prism set. So we got one of the three. Let's see if the black comes out um, anytime soon, as well as the nebula. All right, the third one MLS debut patch introduced by Fanatics. They're taking a play out of the MLB debut patch. Of course, we talked about that extensively. How do you think these will do? Pretty much a no-brainer or what? I think it's a no-brainer, but I don't know how well they will do. I think it's mm. it's more of a long-term vision uh, for Fanatics because then you get to go into NFL and NBA when you have your licensing. And then now it becomes that logo man of you know everything of the hobby, right? So for me, I think it brings more attention to MLS where I think there's massive, massive opportunities for growth just in general. I think MLS is a... A big time growing brand. They they signed Messi, you know, and having collectability like Messi in a set where, you know, they have a debut patch for the rookies. I don't even know anything to do with MLS, to be honest, and the rookies, but I imagine there won't be a huge chase of these debut patches. But at the same time, I think it's a start of what Fanatic's long-term plan is with soccer in general. They have um, you know, value in the sets because they have probably messy autos and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's there's uh, there's a lot of chase that I think they're trying to create. So, yeah, for me, it's like inevitable. Um, it makes sense, but I don't think it's gonna be a massive hit where people are like, "Man, who's this guy?" But it's like fifty thousand dollars. It's like <laughs> I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I personally it. think I think it could be. I think, it, you know, at first when I saw it, I was like, ah, you know, you don't really uh, know the rookies, not many rookies that kind of shine out of MLS. But this isn't rookie patch, it's debut patch. So any right. oh, import debut? Oh. debut. So like, so Messi you know, they had one. Right. So no. they missed Messi by a year. But had had they had this and Messi came imagine, in. Imagine. Can you imagine? Exactly. Right. Messi would have a debut patch. And from here oh, on yeah, in, you it know. it changes it for sure. Oh, I think it's going to be huge. So, I, you know, whatever imports they bring in from now on, I mean, that really shines a light on MLS. Pat, you know, these debut patches, especially for the soccer community, is mm-hmm. is huge. So I, I think this is a great, great idea. And it's going to really... I think it could, depending on who's in the the set of that year and right. which imports have come over, um, you know, I, I like look at the three of us. Imagine Sonny came over from Tottenham at towards the end of his career and oh, came man. to play LA Galaxy, and then he has a debut patch. Like you know, every <laughs> take take every my money, career, just exactly. take my money. <laughs> We're all going for that card, so I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And the big chase, I think, this year is. If you're a soccer fan, Luis Suarez, who's the who was the mm. Uruguay superstar. There we go. So yeah, he, that's a he's, big one. He's playing with uh, Messi actually for for Miami. So he just debuted, uh, I think today actually as of this recording. So he he would have been one of the big one big chases for this year. But yeah, can you imagine if they, you know, introduced this last year and then the Messi had Ooh. Messi debut See that, patch? Yeah, I think that would have done really well. Yeah, that's Huge. that's what you want right there. Yeah, yeah. All right, a uh, couple more. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but PSA, they're not authenticating any Anthony Richardson, the Indianapolis Colts quarterback, his any of his autos right now until they come to a conclusion on the matter of 
the two different autos that are currently out there. Apparently there are two autos that look pretty distinct from one another and they've already rejected one and now people are confused, like what's going on, you know? So um, any thoughts on, on that piece of news? Yeah, his his mom signed it, didn't it? Isn't that what? What's, oh, that's no, that's sorry, that was Luca's, right? <laughs> I'm but, glad my Luca autos are already authenticated. So, <laughs> no, but I, you know, you hear the stories, you know, um, with people signing. You know, who knows? Maybe a friend he got tired, and a friend was like filling in, you know, for for a couple. But I, I do see the big difference in the auto. You know, from his typical like scribble to mm-hmm. kind of like very big and blocky on that one. Is it is it just one one of those cards that surfaced, or is like multiples now starting to like surface? I believe there's. I don't know how many there are, but I believe it's more than one. Oh, it is more than one. The, yeah. yeah. So people are comparing. My, my conspiracy is that friends are his his right <laughs> hand got tired and just like, hey Johnny, come fill in for me. <laughs> <laughs> but but how is this different than Shohei changing up his autos, right? Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Is it him? Is he is he changing the auto? Do you think? Uh, that's the that's the th- thing. In he question, does have right? a he does have a long last name, you know, Anthony. Like you know, <laughs> you could you could change it up. <laughs> well, they're, they're gonna eventually, know. you know, they're they're gonna investigate it. So at some point, we're gonna come to a conclusion. This is these are Panini autos, right? Yeah, Panini yes. sticker yeah, autos. Yeah. 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 So there'll be some sort of conclusion. We'll see what happens. I honestly think he just signed it two different ways. <laughs> I could see why. that too. Yeah. I like I was looking at the autos closely and I was like, I could pass as his auto actually. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Does it does it look similar at all? I haven't seen it. It does kind look of. similar. It kind of yeah. looks similar. Who knows? But it the is intern different. on a P- at PSA might have been like uh, this auto's fake, and then it just it, it totally blew it out of proportion, have. and, and it, it totally was like, "Oh have. no!" <laughs> you yeah, know, I well, always I, it's complete sidetrack, but I always wondered. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the day, uh, in the na- early '90s, and I'm sure even prior to that, but just from what I knew as a kid, you mm-hmm. could actually mail in cards to whichever box. Like you can mail into the Leafs, you can mail into the Colorado Avalanche, and ask. Mm-hmm for cards to get signed mm, and, and you'll yeah. get it back like felix Potvin, yeah. joe sackick etc etc like my brother and i used to do that all the time and mm. i remember i can't remember which show i was watching which doc it was like last dance or one of those uh, nba or uh, sports documentaries and they're talking about how this the secretary was talking about oh yeah you know we get so much mail every day hundred thousand or something uh lots of cards and memorabilia and she's like i just sign off on them like i know how to do the autographs so now I'm wondering, you know, like with that happening, and I'm sure it happened all over the place. Every arena, every team had some secretary that kind of knew how to do Joe Sackick's auto. And I wonder how many of those have been authenticated by PSA and BGS. PSA DNA, there's a bunch of like secretary autos. That, like I'm sure there's a ton out there that have been authenticated. Yeah, you, you, you'll never know, right? Yeah. <laughs> At this point. Crazy, you though. know, like I remember, I don't know if you guys seen it, but I've seen a couple of Wayne Gretzky IP autos that mm-hmm. look nothing like his autos yeah. that he does on <laughs> on, on yeah, upper right. deck cards. Right, right. Like it yeah. looks like he was half drunk or something and just going. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so and then and then the, and you know BGS authenticates it, right? So 
I'm, I'm, you know, it just makes me think. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to investigate this and come to some kind of conclusion. It'll be interesting to see how they, um, how they figure that out. But we'll keep an eye out too and update our, all, all the listeners once we find out. Okay, last one. AJ Dillon, I believe he's the running back for the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if you saw this. This is kind of uh, funny and cool. He wrote knock knock jokes on his Panini autograph oh, cards. Yeah. So <laughs> each one is knock knock. His second autograph card says who's there, and then you collect a series of um, the complete knock knock jokes that he has. And I don't think we know what the joke is. All we saw is the first two cards, knock knock, and who's there. So people are wondering what it is. But you know, just another creative way for players to sign their cards uh yeah what 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 do you guys think about more players doing that i i think it involves interaction with players one i think it's a cool way of interacting with fans where you know it shows a side of a personality and and of that player in particular so you know i i don't mind it i i love that you know play or players are starting to engage in the collectability space even more Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's like, um, same thing with Benny Montgomery. I remember the Borat thing yeah. was, was pretty big and it was a pretty cool thing. And <laughs> to this day, that, that card probably is still highly desired as long as, you know, he still, you know, exists and, you know, does what he's capable of doing. So like, I yeah. think there's a lot of, um, positives to it, just like, uh, you know, the Brady Expos, you know, uh, inscription, and inscriptions are a thing in the memorabilia space. So I think it's uh, super cool, super rare. And yep. I don't mind it at all. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm personally a big fan of it. I think, I do think if the more and more athletes do this on the regular, it, it probably get a, a little played out, which is okay. Um, either way, AJ Dillon fans, uh, whoever's collecting a certain individual, and there are, very personal inscribed cards. I think that's cool. I mean, there's no, you know, like we, I don't think anyone would disagree um, that it's not cool. We, I mean, we, is it Benny Montgomery? Some of them got, kind of got a little gaudy, like he drew a little bit too much, which, which I understand <laughs> kind of makes the card a little ugly. But yeah, I wonder if somebody would dare deface their own card, like put sunglasses on their face. Didn't, um, what's Did his do name? That? Josh Young. Yeah, I believe. I think so. he did he drew, it. Oh, did he really? He yeah, yeah, he did. Like a mustache on his face or something like that. Yeah, that authentic glasses, altered. I think. <laughs> 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 I love the creativity. I'm not. Yeah, you know, inscription cards are cool, but um, yeah, it's. I, I think. Love to see more of it, but yeah, you're right, John. If more people did it, um, I guess it depends on the creativity. You know, you could really just, you know. Um, it could not be funny at all, but um, but uh, it's pretty novel still, right? Not a lot of players do this, so it's kind of still cool to see, people, you know, players players do this kind of thing. All right, like I said, lots of news, you know, uh, a lot of them just fun, light news, and others uh, definitely um, something to follow up on. But uh, yeah, lots still going on in the hobby, and um, that's only that's only a few. We haven't even covered the surface, but we'll talk about more of it actually on on the next full episode on Tuesday and uh, again thanks to all our listeners for tuning in to this Friday edition and uh, yeah we'll see you in a few days talk then bye hey thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon we'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys 
or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at fivecardguys.com. Thanks again and hope to connect soon.